listening to The Mark Huston Show here on 12radio.com. Changing the way we listen to the world. Hey everybody, happy Sunday! Gosh, can you believe it? It is Sunday and I get to talk to you again. It's November 13th. And um, this is Mark Hussman, and this is the Mark Hussman Show. And I have another exciting lineup for you, and I'm so excited that you guys are excited too. This has been a very interesting week. I know a lot of you, after that full moon, saw some interesting culminations. Some of you really good, some of you really intense. None of it not interesting, but that's what the purpose of full moons are. Now today... We're dealing with a transition moon, meaning it's leaving Gemini and it's entering Cancer. Now it's not going to enter Cancer until um, it's not going to enter Cancer until late tonight, like eleven nineteen p.m. Pacific time. But you, what you'll notice is right by about the end of our show, uh, the feeling of the it goes into the void of course zone. So you get to feel what that's like. Like, oh, do you feel floaty? <laughs> I always feel floaty. So. <clears throat> The week, I want to tell you really quick before I bring up my guest, the week is a beautiful week. There's a lot of sweet energy happening. There's um, so much around um, ease and going after what we want and sort of identifying what we want, goals. Uh, there's a lot of gifts that came to a lot of you this week, and I know that you'll be sharing them with us. We are going to take calls later. I will be posting them on the Facebook page. Um, that would be www.facebook.com slash my name, Mark Husson, where I have my special guest and co-host chart up there, and we get to talk and sort of have fun. So go take a look over there. If you have questions and you have chart information, we're going to actually have you put it over there on Facebook um, because I'll give you the instructions for that later. Now, the second half of the show, it's a two-hour show. So the second half of the show, we get to take our time and take your calls and talk. So... Um, is there anything else before? Let me think. One more thing. I want to give a shout out really quick. Um, April Joy had asked a question about a guest we had previously. Uh, Pat McKay, April, if you're listening, she um, is patmckay.com. Now, if you're interested in previous shows, I archive my shows at markhusson.com. And I don't know why, but I do. I just started it and I'm keeping it up over there. And so if you lose a show, you want to hear something different, they're free for you to go listen to at markhuston.com. Uh, with the help of my producers today, tonight's the lovely Laura Lozano. Um, the, uh, we get those pretty fast and I'll chop them up and get them up there on the internet for you to listen to in archive. Okay. So Pat McKay is the awesome cat woman, uh, the animal woman who advocates raw food. And yes, April, my cats get absolute raw food. I actually order it from Harmony Farms in California, uh, with mixed in with vegetables at a right percentage. And then when you make it really soupy with Pat's vitamins and their kidneys are just stay hydrated. So I have a very active litter box, but I also have a very crazy litter box. We're going to talk about that later, too. Now, let me tell you my guest. I'm so excited to have her on. Um, she is uh, an Aquarian. I can't wait for you to get, really get a feel for what this sign is possibly could possibly do. She is... Um, she has been with us for several months now. I want to find out the exact date that uh, Tamara started. She is, has her degree in psychology. She's taken uh, clairvoyant healing program. She's one of our mystic mystics where she will definitely take issues and just turn them around your head. She's got a mind like a steel trap, which is most Aquarians do. And she's just 
gorgeous. If you look at her picture, that's really what she looks like. I got to meet her. I mean, I actually, she's been in my home. I like all my advisors. I really hope to be close with all of them. The Tamara's one that when you meet her, you really feel a, a sweet connection to her. So let me welcome her in. You all please welcome Tamara Childs. Hi, Tamara. Hi, Mark. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Wow. Oh, it's so true. It's so sweet. And you can, people get to hear you and hear your voice and hear the warmth in your voice. And I think that that's something that I, I almost am surprised by because there's such, um, that you have a Pisces moon and I think that contributes a lot. It's in the third house, but I'm surprised. I don't know why, but it's just so you look at this and you think, She's a model and she's really, you know, she's, she's on it and you talk to you and you have this like, I'm here for you energy and it's really delightful. So thank you for that. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> it's so really delightful good. to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I want to find out how you got here because in your history, there's so much about this Pisces moon that is, um, Pisces moon is so about healing people and, and, and really taking the road to hold the space. You've got a ton of training under you that's all been dedicated to transpersonal studies. You have a master's from the Transpersonal Institute in Palo Alto, California, which I know of. And you're also a Psyche facilitator. Um, you got your certification in Psyche. Now, got to talk to you about that, too, because we have a Psyche uh, thing here. And I know that um, several of our advisors, including our producer, is very intimately involved in Psyche. So I want to hear from you so much about your history, etc. But let me guide you. Let's start with uh, your early Aquarian beginnings, because every Aquarian usually comes in feeling misplaced, wrong, wrong, oh, wait a minute, got the wrong century, <laughs> beam me back up. But they tend to feel a little ahead of their time, and they tend to feel a little outside the, the fray of normal. So if that's not true for you, that's awesome, but let's find out what how much of that is true for you. How did it start like in your early days? What was it like growing up? Well, um I would say that is so true of me. I have always felt like I was almost like an alien and I was dropped into this, <laughs> this world of very different people. And I, I, I don't want to bore people with too many details from my past, but, um, I actually grew, I grew up Quaker and in a Quaker community. Yeah. And, um, but I, I was, I was actually racially different from the people around me. And so it, it created, a lot of um, just this sense of having to rely on um, my inner clues for who I was, and it was it was um, it was very interesting to kind of look around and not see anybody who looked like me. No doubt. Now, is it look like you because the, everyone was so Caucasian? Is yes. It, yeah. Pretty. And yeah. what kind of what what area of the country? Oh, um, I I was raised in New England. Oh, okay. So up north, yeah. Um, and you're so. Are what? What is your nationality? Uh, well, I am black and white. So my mom was a redhead, and my dad was black. No way! Your mom's a redhead. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Do you have any indication of redhead on you anywhere? You have freckles. <laughs> uh, my temperament is a redhead temperament. <laughs> is your mom Irish by any chance? Oh yeah, yeah, and she. I mean, she has like big blue eyes and, and she looks kind of English, actually, her face. Um, you know, like we could never wear the same makeup tone. I'm olive skinned and she's, uh, you know, like peachy and she has this, this strawberry blonde red hair. Wow. I love that. Now, were you, are you an only child? Yep. No. 
Well, it's kind of complicated. I was actually adopted, and I do have siblings. I have um, I have a brother and a sister. And um, I had another brother, and he died when I was about nine. So it's like, look at the strange entrance in your life. Now that, you know, I'm like, of course, I'm going to box it into the Aquarian box. But it is sort of like so telling to see the story of Aquarius, like to come in and say, um, yeah, I don't, you know, it is unusual. It's like, I'm not going to have the normal childhood. I'm not going to have the normal existence. And that is usually the beginning for a lot of Aquarians will tell you that's true. Now, our guest, our guest coming up, um, Dr. Judy Waldo is an Aquarian. So it'd be fun to, to share stories and see what it was like for her. But that is really fascinating. Now, the thing about Quaker that I love, John has a friend. She was 90 some years old. She just passed. She's Quaker. And he went to the funeral. And he said that in the Quaker tradition, see if you know anything about that. I'm sure you do. But he said there's a thing where you sit in silence until you're moved to talk. Do you know about that? Or is that a common thing? Oh, yes, it's very common. And it's very hard for a little kid to sit on a bench like that. There's, you know, there's traditional artwork of the Quaker meeting. Uh, Quakerism is all about simplicity. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about the idea that there is that of God in every person and that you don't need a go-between. So what what the Quakers like to do is they like to sit in any simple setting like a living room or a a meeting house and really they do believe in sitting on hard plain like benches and hard chairs it's very it's not plush at all to be a quaker Mm -hmm. no she was really like a simple woman very simple ideals but a very there's a lot of um there just felt like a lot of love i mean a lot of like uh it's not there's not a lot of arrogance that typical religions have that I noticed. I mean, maybe that exists in any sort of organized thing, but it seemed a little less um, filled with, you know, I don't know, we're right, you're wrong. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Did you feel a sense of belonging or did you always like sort of shun it? Did you always feel misplaced in the Quaker uh, a part of your life? Um. Well, I would say that the Quakers um, are historically people who bring in um, people from the outside who have been disenfranchised or uh. are not. Um, so they, it tends to be an extremely safe place for people to just be who they want to be. At least yeah. that was my experience. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I, I feel like... Um, there's a very non-judgmental quality to the Quaker community, although I'm sure you could find the individuals where that's not true. Of course. No, but in yeah. general, no, I feel like there was a sort of feeling of acceptance. Um, so now, did you were you required to go to church, to go to the Quaker meetings? Were, was it something that you were required to do? Sort of. I mean, my family was not, this was a, um, you know, it was an intentional community and, um, there wasn't a lot of forcing kids to do things, but, you know, sometimes we went to Sunday school and, and mm-hmm. or meeting and, um, just kind of to get, get absorb some of that flavor. 
Nice. Okay, now let's bring you let's bring up the snuff. Suddenly at some point in your life, you clearly have an opening to an empathic part of yourself. That Pisces moon makes it really evident. But in it's also in the house of communication. It's also this feeling of like, wow, like I want to express this. So can you give us a timeline about when you started your journey into becoming a psychic and a healer and uh, uh all the things that we are that you are? Mm. Was it like early uh, adolescence or did you uh, mm. That's such an interesting question and I never quite know when the beginning was. Mm-hmm. But I know that I used to ask my babysitters all the time when I was 5, what's infinity? What's infinity? What's beyond <laughs> what's beyond death? I would actually I wanted to know what was beyond death because my own brother had died and he died in our home. Oh. So it was very um, there was a lot of um, mystical quality to that. So I was always really curious um, what's beyond the body. Wow. So that that's kind of my history. Um, very, I, very cool. I, so I've always been very interested in how the universe worked. What is the universe? Do people live in different universes? Wow. And um, I always just was searching for some meaning. That's so cool. Well, so it yeah. started, did it start with a, the psychology degree? Is that where it yes. began? Okay. And yeah. Then, so you did a four-year degree at San Francisco State. Mm-hmm. And then um, what a great place to get your degree. I think, God, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then um, you you went to the two-year, it says the two-year clairvoyant healing program, also mm-hmm. in San Fran. So at some point we made a leap to this ability like where you thought traditional psychology just wasn't enough, that there is a part of you that just gets it really quick. Yeah, that's so true. Actually, what I did after I, I, I really wanted to be of service, and part of this is a Quaker thing, mm-hmm. um, and but it's also part of my sort of soul thing. And so after I got my degree, I, I went into social work for about five years, and I had a really gritty job. Oh. I, I, um, I worked with people who were in rehab and had to go get their methadone shots and, mm. and needed support with their kids and they were about to lose their kids. It was a really um, interesting job to do for five years. And after that, I, I, I wondered what would be the best service of who I was to those who I wanted to serve. And so I thought about a master's in social work and then I just... I realized that wasn't I, – I felt like it was going further down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wanted to bring people into a place of light and into a place of um, – that they were not born by accident, that they were a gift and a contribution and not a burden. Nice. And so I really kind of consciously chose to uh, develop my clairvoyant abilities and just work with people at that level. Nice. And so the two-year clairvoyant healing program, San Fran, then you went to the transpersonal studies, got your master's at the <laughs> Institute of Transpersonal Studies in Palo Alto. Now, the psyche thing, I really do. Of all the things you did, is was there one that was the most profound effect on you than another first? And then we, I want to talk about psyche, but was there something that really you're like, I'm so glad I found this kind of thing? Oh... 
I mean, it's okay if there isn't. Well, you know, it's like each one has been an involvement and a learning about who I was and where I wanted to go next. And that's so much how I live my life. It's like an adventure. And Mm -hmm. so um, I actually... I mean, Psyche was was wonderful. What what happened was I began doing readings, and it was really a personal growth path. It was really about me clearing my own, um, what was not me, away from me so I could be more me in the world. And then I was doing it for other people, but I was noticing that there was some non-movement occurring for people that I was seeing. And so I literally asked the universe for some tools that would actually create dynamic change in people's lives so that they didn't have to keep reliving patterns that were internalized, that they were slightly unconscious to. You know how you'll, you'll be, um, wanting to change your eating habits and, and then you'll watch yourself get that bag of cookies and you'll think, now I know I don't want to do this, but I am doing it. What? And, and so it's like there's a part of you that is going against what you consciously want. And that's the part that I wanted to focus on with people and really get in there. And so after I did that, I, I guess Psyche was the beginning of this whole new level where I really love to work on the internal belief system. And yes. help people dissolve what really isn't working for them and make them more aware of what feels like them and what doesn't feel like them. Is this more like me, not like me? Because a lot of us have, we're, we're just running on a program and yes. it's just our conditioning that we're working from, from, you know, our parents and our society and our conditioning. So you have an easy time to sort of identify that when you're talking to somebody, like a lot of the feedback I get about your readings and I do get feedback on your readings a lot is that there's a, you have an attentiveness. It's sort of like the way you track them. Is that going on in your head? Like they like people really feel you're following their, their line of thinking. Um, and then it allows you to see maybe where it goes off. I don't know what your experience is, but I would love to know what is your experience when you're doing a reading for somebody? Um, like what happens to you physically? You, you know, you're, you ask them what's going on. They tell you and then boom, do you get an image? Do you get a feel? What goes on? Oh, you're asking me so many interesting questions. I love this. <laughs> um, Yay. Ah. Uh, Okay, so my intention with every single client is what what would they like more of and where are they holding themselves back? And it's almost like I just zero in on where what the the points of limitation are mm-hmm. and then I just it kind of it it's like um what happens is that we will make one decision after another and it kind of tends to straitjacket us and we forget that we think that is what we are but we are not our stories and we are not our programming and what I do is I like if somebody says well I'm stuck and this thing keeps happening what I do is I just it's like this thread that's kind of hanging out of their being and Mm -hmm. I just kind of pull the thread and unwind it back to before the point they created it. But I will ask for permission first. I will say, um, well, this is what I see, feel, or know about what's going on with you. And where can we open up the energy for you so you could have a different experience? And they'll say, well, I really want, I would like it to be this instead of this. 
And then I will just, um, I'll do this healing technique that kind of unwinds it totally. Wow. And it happens really quickly. It's very fun. Yeah, well, people do. I mean, there's a lot of feedback about how quickly you unravel patterns for people. Uh, one person in particular wrote me about uh, something that she thought she had been to a lot of people, hypnotherapists, everyone, but she talked to you and it was almost instantaneous. You have a big following in that way. Now, I want to make sure that people understand before we get lost into what we do. Tamara is a, a psychic advisor at one to listen.com. That's 12 listen.com. Uh, uh, and she is also a contributor, wonderful articles on the Power Peak, uh, which is available over at one2house.com. For those of you listening for the first time, the one two is our big franchise, the number 12, because of the 12 zodiac signs. And there's a lot of fun reasons behind it. But Tamara is a contributing editor on the Power Peak. She also is an advisor available by phone. Now, Tamara, do they have, do you have a Facebook or a website that you want to let people know about? Because she's staying with me through the whole show, you guys, the whole two hours, but we want to make sure that this stuff gets out because we have a, some guests coming on and want to make sure Tamara gets her moment. So websites, Facebook, things you want to share? Uh, well, my website is, it's tamagi.com. T-A-M-M-A-G-I dot com. And I'm not in the chat room, so I, I, I could type it in later if that's helpful. So it's like Tam Magi, something yes. like that. Okay, yeah. perfect. Dot com. And that's my, perfect. Fi- my Facebook, um, I'm, I'm going to have to put that in the chat room as well because I, I have a Facebook page, but I have not renamed it properly. So it's a little, had had some numbers and letters after it. So I'd rather just put the link in. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we can get to that. And then, um, you can also, if you want, uh, post it on the Facebook page too, because maybe people will, uh, drop questions. Now, Tam, Tamara's going to read with me, uh, your calls. Uh, we will have, we will be taking calls at some point. Now, I'll give you the number. Maybe I will. Yeah, I will give you the number really fast. And then, but you can't call in yet because we're not going to open the lines until the top of the hour. But I am going to post the number in Facebook. So check that out. It's 218-862-1300. And then when they answer, you're going to type in the following numbers. I'm typing them in as I'm talking to you. 124-290. Not crazy about the extension because it's not easy to remember, but that's what we're, that's how you get to call in and talk to Tamara and myself. And also you can post in your area code, uh, on Facebook in your date of birth. What I'm going to do now, once I get that date of birth information, I'm just going to go on and delete it so that you, in case some of you are feeling exposed around that, you can also drop it in the chat room. We have people monitoring the chat rooms for that purpose as well. Now, um, we're going to take a break here in just one minute, Tamara. I want to know, when you start a reading, when you clear a space, is there a, um, a technique that you use to, to make yourself ready for the day's uh, influx of people that are calling you with their issues? Is there a way that you prepare yourself? Um, well, one thing that I do, and I like to also teach this to people because it's, it's wonderful, is I, I expand uh, myself out so that I feel huge and so that there's plenty of space to receive whatever might come in that mm. day. Nice. And also activate some change and possibility for the person that I'm speaking with. Sweet. 
That's nice. Oh, that's really good. Now, a lot of people may not know this, but at onesulisten.com, we also host um, the gratitude board. It's the only gratitude board on the Internet. It's actually um, trademarked now that is moderated, meaning that our um, the the advisors, the psychic advisors that are on one to listen, will at various times throughout the day come in and hold a space for your um, a moment of appreciation. And the reason we use gratitude is because if you're giving thanks, even if it's something that hasn't happened yet, you're sort of expressing a line of faith and you're allowing yourself to let go. So, gosh, Tamara, you're going to stay with me, right? Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to bring back my very special guest here after the break, Dr. Judy Waldo, and talk about what's going on uh, to this amazing Aquarian in the world of psychiatry and her perceptions on the time period. So this is Mark Husson. We're going to listen now. All my music choices are French because I don't know, but this is (laughs) La Vie en Rose by Grace Jones. Enjoy it, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you. Hey, that was fun. Thank you, guys. This is Mark Hussam. We're back from our break. with I And I have my very special guest on the other end. And I, before I bring him in, I want to let you know, most of you might remember my interview with Ken Wapnick. And that was about, oh, I think it was maybe two weeks ago. Um, it's on archive at markhusson.com if you want to listen to it. To me, Ken Wapnick um, is the uh, quintessential voice for a course in miracles it's the to me he was there when while the course was being scribed by helen and helen trusted him uh, above no other and ken has done his um he has done his uh hours of time uh just teaching it over and and explaining and being patient and loving and it's just so remarkable to have him on so i am in my google searches found another ken who, like me, but in a whole other way, also um, loves Ken Wapnick and, and respects the work there and has taken the course to levels that, at his age, I am shocked. And, and I'm going to talk to him in front of you about his life story. We just met yesterday. I'm so excited to meet him. I feel such a kindred uh, connection to him. Uh, please welcome, if you would, Kenneth Bach, B-O-K. Kenneth, are you with me? Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> All the way from London. Yes, indeed. Good morning from London. It's one thirty hey. AM in here. Yeah, and I, I told, I already told him all the connections. Like, we're already going to have him meet Anna Taylor, and and uh, we're just going to increase the network in London. Now, yeah. so Kenneth, we, I want to know all about you and where you were born, uh, what life was like, like what what I want to do with Oliver, because you guys are so on a, in another reality in so many ways to people in America. So, ta- can you tell me a little bit about um, what life was like growing up in Kin World? Yeah. Uh, well. Like uh, like you say, I'm 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 relatively young. Uh, I'm 28, and I'm Singaporean. So I, well, Singapore is a little tiny island in in Southeast Asia, and uh, well, English is my first language. Um, so I grew up in Singapore. I did everything in Singapore. My my uh, initial years of education, uh, my military service, which I did for two years. Uh, until the age of 21, and then I left for London to do my uh, undergraduate degree, and I did uh, three years of mechanical engineering at Imperial College in London, and then I went uh, I went to France for a year, um, 
and I came back to work for uh, Goldman Sachs <laughs> uh, as a trader, and uh, I decided to leave about a year and a half ago to uh, to focus my efforts on uh, really teaching ACIM online. Well, what brought you to ACIM? What part of your journey? And first of all, I want to ask you really quick, do you speak more than English? Yeah, I speak Mandarin and French, uh, both semi-fluently. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, you said English is your first language and Mandarin second and French would be third? Correct. Amazing. Okay, now what brought you, what's that, when did the course book hit you on that? And how, what was your reaction to it at first? Yeah. And what were what was your spirituality growing up? Were you were what were you introduced to? Well, it's a long story, but I'll give you the short version. I was born in a Christian family. Uh, my parents were well. It's actually my dad. I mean, they weren't very devout Christian or didn't really get too much into the you know the metaphysics of it. But they just went because they thought it was a good thing. And um, I had a very well, I had one experience when I was 10 um, when they made me sign something and saying like, okay, it's your, you know, you devote your life to uh, Jesus now. And uh, I just rang so many alarm bells in me. Um, and at that time, I already had, you know, I, I just knew all this stuff about sin, guilt, and fear and all this, you know, eternal damnation in hell was, was, was rubbish. So I left and I went completely the other way. I, I became atheist at 10. Wow. <laughs> I, was a, I was a little atheist, and um, I, w- I was reading books which I couldn't understand. They were too intellectual for me. And then I, I gradually became agnostic because I thought that being ag- and, and being agnostic, to clarify, means that um, I didn't know uh, whether God existed or not. I thought that was a far wiser thing to say, I don't know, rather than I'm sure that God doesn't exist. Yes, exactly. And, and throughout this this period, I mean, I, I have always had this uh, innate desire to to find out the, the bigger questions, the bigger answers, the answers to the bigger questions in life, like who is God, you know, what is the nature of reality, why are we here, so on and so forth. So after agnosticism... I uh, encountered a lot of New Age uh, books, and uh, in particular, Conversations with God was a very influential one for me. And I something definitely resonated with uh, CWG. And then, uh, well, it was a large phase of my life where I was into a lot of things, personal development, you know, uh, a lot of uh, some meditation and so on and so forth. But a lot of the meditation and visualization I was doing wasn't spiritual. It was like to, to get stuff. It was to, you know, do well in exams or, you know, to, to uh, you know, get rich or whatever. But I found that my meditation was making me more loving, which was a really unexpected side effect. So I, <laughs> That's I, awesome. I lo- so I loving, began, right, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, it was like, it was not what I, I had come for, but I, 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 I began to see how, you know, I was changing because of this meditation. And um, so I, uh, I encountered Buddhism when I was maybe 23, and I also came across ACIM through uh, uh, some, this guy's blog called Steve Pavlina. You may have heard of him. He's a personal development writer. 
say it again, Steve Polina. Pavlina. Pavlina. Okay. And ACIM for the people listening is a course in miracles. It's the abbreviation for it. Go ahead. Uh, and Steve recommended ACIM and he recommended ACIM and the disappearance of the universe, uh, by Gary Raynard. So I read, I, I, I first started reading ACIM and I thought it was absolute bullshit. <laughs> you know, I thought <laughs> yep. it was total rubbish. You know, I was having such a strong reaction to the Christian terminology because obviously I left Christianity and I, you know, I hated Jesus. I mean, you know, yep. he, was, he was not a cool dude in my book. Then I read DU, uh, The Disappearance of the Universe. And, oh my God, I mean, I was like, you know, it, it, it satisfied all of my questions on such a coherent level. And it made so much sense to me that, that, you know, the Jesus that was being taught when I was 10 years old was not the Jesus that actually existed 2,000 right. years ago. They were teaching, I mean, Jesus at that time, it made sense to me that what he was teaching, as in that it made sense to me for all the inconsistencies in the Bible. And I just, some part of me knew that ACIM uh, was my path from then on. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how I... I uh, that's amazing, Ken. That is so good. Now, in the in the pursuit of ACIM, the, the, your reaction is really common. A lot of people, I remember when I first, I was really, you know, I heard Ken Wapnick for the first time in 1982. I got some tapes and I was just so like, oh, thank you. There's something in the core of my soul that knew this fit for me. And I remember... Over the years, I, I ran a new age store and people would come in and there's one particular person I think of all the time who was really cool and she wanted to work with us and, and she said, what is it about? And I said, here, I'll give you one of the question and answer books. So I gave her uh, one of the 50 miracle principles or something that Ken had written and she came back the next day, didn't see me, left it with my clerk and said, will you just tell him it's a little too Jesus for me? And she never came back. And that yeah. that has always been my experience, like how to tell people it, it that that word, and I still have it. I'm triggered by it. I think in our culture, because of the the yeah. fundamental uh, Christianity, uh, the fundamental Christians, that that ideology is scary, and so people don't realize it is not the same Jesus they're talking about. It is the same language. A lot of it written to dispel the fear, so that we yes. get over it. Yes, I think yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, it's given in that language. I mean, it's. I mean, let's be clear, it's representing universal truths. You know, it can be, you know, be, be framed in any language, a Buddhist language or, the, or a Hindu language. But Jesus, I mean, this entity, Jesus, has chosen to portray it in Christian language for a purpose because the world as we know it has undoubtedly been influenced uh, by Christianity and in, in um, an arguably a negative way because, you know, a lot of the the thought control that, you know, the, the ruling classes have tried to uh, push down on society has been through religion and thus through the Judeo-Christian kind of uh, the religion, right? Yes. This, this ACIM is really a correction of, of, uh, of ideas and it uses the same terminology for that purpose. So it's reframing you know, words that we thought we knew the meaning for, but it's now giving them the correct meaning. 
the correct meaning, which is exactly the the premise of uh, using the the Holy Spirit to correct uh, a way we see the world or to correct the way I'm looking at something or that. And that's like, again, another reframe, even that word Holy Spirit for a lot of people is like, ah, and uh, because we are so wounded profoundly in the in the Christian uh, ideology. And so it's really nice to hear you talk like that. Now, you put together, you were moved to put together a website, acimexplained.com, and it just exploded. How, I mean, is it, it looks like you have a ton of people found you grateful for uh, making it safe. So a couple of things I want to know, we have about uh, 13 minutes left to talk to you. Um, and I'm definitely going to ask you to come back, but I, um, how it impacted you right away and um number two when you go when you went to put it on the blog um i know people are 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 grateful to find you what is your hope what is your hope to continue to do with this well actually mark i'm not even halfway there yet with the site you know i mean my intention for okay it all started when when i realized that there isn't good information about acim online yeah Right, people have yes. to buy. People have to buy this, this the disciplines of the universe and read it. And you know, especially people of my generation don't do that. They they no. just Google a course in miracles and go to the first link. And the sad thing is, when you Google a course in miracles, six out of the top twenty sites I just went to check it, you know, are not <laughs> are not are not uh, good sites, shall we just They're, say? Yeah. They're sites by Endeavor Academy, and they have uh, versions of the course which aren't aren't the good versions. I mean, you know, people are going to debate that, but they aren't the versions that Jesus and Helen wanted to put out. So, ACIM explained for me was kind of a, a way to kind of like be a disciplines of the universe, but online, and. Um, I would really like for ACIM Explained to become a lot more popular, to be you know on the front page of Google search results, which is a big, is a big endeavor because, I mean it's all a whole lot of geeky stuff, but uh, I mean it's <laughs> search engine optimization basically, and you got to generate a lot of content and get a lot of links in so on and so forth. But that's right. That's, that's my dream to to you know for ACIM Explained to be the go-to for an ACIM question. Yes, and I think that is because um, I know Ken has the facim dot org, and they have a, an incredible question and answer site. But even that, when you, it's very detailed, very amazing, but it's hard to grasp if you're not good. It's the the languaging is so tough. So here you are taking it on. Uh, you're 28 years old. You have this website, ACIM Explained. You're, you're, and I'm putting a call out to the people listening to this to please subscribe to it. There's not, there's not a lot being asked of you. Put a link of it on your own websites and let people, if you read it and it supports you, actually, you don't have to do it just because we're asking you to. But if you look at that and you're like, you know, this is kind of cool because we need to have, um, a course in miracles explained. I remember Ken said mostly people who are older start really coming to the course because they're done. They're the, the ego part sort of, I know I'm leaving kind of thing. So let me make this. Um, I don't really want my identity anymore. And young people have that whole world ahead of them. And he's, and I remember reading about wealthy people, um, young people, they have a harder time embracing it because the course basically is saying you aren't real. 
It's it's a, the big fat illusion. You have no identity, and that to me is the reason people run from it. Uh, for the mo- I think, but do you do you think there's an other reasons? The Christian language, the idea that your identity is basically useless. <laughs> other reasons that maybe people don't like the course. Uh, well, I mean, it's a lot of subconscious guilt, isn't it? Some Let's people talk are about ready. that. That's great. I love that. I want to talk about are, that. some people are ready and some people are not. And I think we're moving into a phase where, you know, to use a term which Jesus gave Helen, uh, a celestial speed up. And I think many people on the planet are kind of being more receptive to such teachings. What would you say the purpose of the course is in general? As a, if somebody listening for the first time going, what is this thing called a course? What, what's, it's to correct the, the Christian sort of ideology, but in general, the bigger philosophy, what would you say is the purpose of it? Well, enlightenment for all of us is inevitable. It's just how long it takes. It's, it's what, it's a process of what the course calls the atonement. And ACIM is just part of that. And so are you, and so am I, and so is Ken Wapnick, and so is Jesus. You know, we are all kind of uh, lights leading the way, or we're just, we're just you know, uh, the fast-forward buttons in, in this gigantic DVD that is the universe and the Maya. <laughs> it's, it's all shortcuts. So, you know, it's, it's all the same. We're just here to, to um, facilitate the, the call of spirit. Which is the return chord back to back to unity, back to unity consciousness, where where no consciousness is really. And is guilt the thing that um, one of the big? What, do you think guilt's one of the biggest weapons? Fear. What do you think is the? What do you think the thing that the ego has us wrapped in? Is it the guilt? First of all, I want to define guilt and to understand a little bit about um, some of the antidotes where we see it. You know, what are we guilty of? Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can go into. I mean, Ken Wapnick talks about the, the, the unholy trinity of sin, guilt, and fear. And, um, but all of it really stems from uh, an illusory sense of separation. I mean, for me, I, I simplify it. And it's, it's just an illogical fear of, of, uh, of God. That's what it is. I love right? that. It's just it's just irrational. It doesn't make any sense, but it's there. So the, the sooner we face up to that, you know, the sooner that we see that it's just an illusion. You know, as as Ken Wapnick says, you know, you touch it with the gentle hand of forgiveness, and these shadows they just fall away. So all all that is required is a little willingness to face these illusions and to let them go. So would you say then, did you say the fear of God, the, the illusion, the, the fear of God, which has been made real in our minds, mm-hmm. um, is like the biggest unraveling that if we're willing to, to let go of that or willing to have that be corrected is one of the biggest leaps? Yes, definitely. For- I mean, I, I would, I would, I would use the words, a perceived sense of separation from God. But yeah, I, you know, it's the same thing. It's a fear of, of, of punishment from God. And so that fear of punishment then trickles down into almost everything we do. 
it's what like I think isn't that a would you say that's what jihad is about or that's what Christian rightness is about the righteousness the louder I protest that you don't believe like I believe the louder the less I the more I'm saying God they're bad and don't don't come after me go after them is that some of that oh that's I mean that's definitely I mean every no I mean every cause every reason to feel separate to feel negative emotion to feel like you're a separate entity comes from this this perceived sense of separation this is the 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 one <laughs> is it the is it also when people feel lonely in their in their love life is it the is that the same longing the the yes. longing for the connection with god we've projected onto our lover or our mate or our is do you think that's the same it's the same but it's it's, it's kind of like you know the ego has a lot of tricks, you see. I mean, and it's great that you mentioned relationships because relationships is a really tricky one. You know, you, so we, we want unity. We want union with something. And we tend to, as humans, find, try to find it in, you know, a partner. And then when we're in the relationship, you know, we, we try to exclude God. And that's what the course calls the special relationship. And so, you know, the real relationship that we really need to fix is our relationship with God. And once we fix that relationship, then everything else will fall into place. And the fixing isn't something that mostly that we do. It's something that we hold as a thought. Is that correct? Or is there something we can do? That is absolutely right. I mean, it's, and this is, that's a very important point um, that ACIM is not, it's not really saying yes to God. You see, it's, it's not saying no to God because God is, God is everything. You know, God is the only thing that exists. Anything else is illusion. So there's no, there's no need to say, okay, God, I let you in. It's kind of like, you know, just give up and let God be and Mm. just be God and just feel his presence. And, you know, once you do that, then it's, it's a, you know, it may sound like a, kind of like a semantic thing but it's not it's a complete uh, change in paradigm wow you you have such an articulate way and you know it's more than just your articulation there's a there's a passion in your speech that it just it, i'm so happy to hear because what i there's a part of me so it brings hope it brings a sense of like someone like you is impassioned by something that is so dear to me and so, yet so like um in a, in a lot of ways feared uh by many but it's like it's so nice to hear ken and i i really am blown away by your um uh your how you got your head wrapped around it now i want to be clear about that you read the did you read the actual um Course in Miracles book, the big fat Bible looking thing. Did you read that before you read Disappearance of the Universe? Uh, I read Disappearance first. Yeah, the whole thing. Well, it kind of, it kind, I kind of did both of them in tandem. But actually, the way I did the course was quite interesting. I've never heard of someone. Well, I actually finished the text first. Okay, and I, I finished it in a couple of months because I, you know, I actually I'm, I'm used to speed reading. You see, okay. And, what I what happened with me in the course is that I when I read it, I had to slow down obviously, and I didn't remember or or recall a single word of what it was saying. But then, so I finished it in in a couple of months. But the workbook took me five years to finish. 
Oh, you did the 365 lessons? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You know, the course for me is something that I, I constantly go back to. It's not even, it's kind of just like meditation almost. Like, you know, nowadays I just, I just sit down and flip open to a part of the, the course yeah. just for 20 minutes. And I find that it, it tells me what I need to know. It kind of soothes me a little bit. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it does. It's hard to say how it works because, you know, we know all of these concepts, right? I mean, we've gone through these concepts, forgiveness in with the recognition of non-duality, which is, okay, I see you as not separate and I forgive you, but it's the doing it. It's the impetus to do it. And, you know, I find that reading the course somehow reprograms us on a deeper level to just do it. And that's why the course is, you know, thousands of pages long and it's so dense because it's, we are so dense. We, (laughs) you know, all that program. Yeah. And they, and they say the same thing in another way and then another way and then another way, almost like a, like Ken often references like a symphony to get that sort of melody in at some point where it just comes in. Cause it is saying a very simple idea that's still very complex to, to our ego and to the, the fear. When someone's in the state of fear, they don't, things aren't simple anymore. Absolutely. Hey Ken, this is mind blowing to me. I want to review this. We're gonna we're gonna go. I want to first of all um, let the world know that I'm hoping someday soon to get a Course in Miracles radio show, and I'm with this amazing man on it with me. Uh, also, um, Ken it would love your support at acimexplained.com where you can see what he's up to and how much uh, love and intent he's put into this and in, in facilitating and putting the fast forward button. On our development, uh, there's many ways to 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 get to your to your truth. This is one of them, one that I particularly am in uh, in love with. Um, Ken, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you you want to leave us with? Is there anything I forgot? I want to plug anything? Thank you Go so, for it. Thank you so much for having me. Um, <laughs> I was actually quite impressed when you called me an ACIM prodigy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, to be you are. I, I was going to forward that email to a friend, and then I had to, I had to take the picture off. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Stop it, Mark. Uh, okay, okay. I will stop it. I know. It's just, but, I, but I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy that you're on the planet, and I so am honored that you joined me today. You will come back? I, I will definitely come back, Mark. Okay, I think we're meant to work together. Yay, I think so, too. That's good to hear, Ken. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank we you are so gonna much take- for having me. Thank you. And we're going to be um, back here opening up the phone lines at 218-862-1300. And then when you get there, you punch in 124-290. And we'll say that again for you when we get back from the break. And we'll look at your charts and we'll have Oliver with us. And Ken, hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Mark Hudson. Gosh, I just, mm, I love interviewing people and picking their brains, especially about topics that I'm really interested in. And my two guests, Oliver and Ken Bach, were both in that category. So I'm really grateful. Oliver and I are back, um, and we are going to take your calls. Now, I did read out the number, 218-862-1300. And when you get there, you type in 124-290. We can't take, of course, all of you. Now, there are a few people on the Facebook page, Trish, um, Kathy, and um Becky you guys I do have your charts but I'd like to talk to you so if you if you're in the chat room at 12 radio just double click Oliver's name and tell him your area code and we may be able to find you that way so we can pull you up and otherwise um 
you can email me, mark at one2house.com, with your area code and first three digits of your phone number, and then I'll tell Oliver that that's you, and we already have your chart done. So, Oliver, how you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, my God, that was fantastic, what you, you know, the whole conversation with Ken. That's I mean, fun. it was really, th- it was thought-provoking. It really was. It does. I mean... I'm so glad it does that. And I, you know, because part of me is like, I am still in awe that there's a 28-year-old person that is um, doing something that I turned away from so quickly. I couldn't, I couldn't run fast enough away from the Course in Miracles because of that. The whole like, uh, it's too scary. Like the Christian thing, I was definitely wounded there. My grandfather was a priest. What was your spiritual upbringing? I had none. Mm, nice. That's the interesting part, you know, like, because... That, that's what I was thinking, you know, when you were talking, that uh, Ken was brought up uh, Christian, and, you know, I, I was did he say Catholic? I believe he said Catholic. And um, I was never brought up in anything, believing in anything, not at all. I mean, if you're wow. brought up in Denmark, you belong to the church, which is Lutheran, right? Yeah. But hardly anybody uses it unless you have a funeral or a wedding. or <laughs> being, I mean, I was confirmed in church, right? You know, I never, I mean, I remember growing up, I feared the church. I, one time I went into the church when I was like a kid, and I saw Jesus on the cross, and I was like, I want to run out of here. It was, oh, and when so I saw, terrifying. I remember at my, yeah, it was terrifying. And I remember at my brother's confirmation, we were eating the flesh of God, uh, flesh of Jesus, and I was like, that's just gross. I wanted to vomit. <laughs> It's like there's something wrong. Well, you here. know, the course talks a lot about we're so <laughs> devoted to the body, and we're so like the body is the one thing the ego has to keep us uh, imprisoned because we believe the body to be real. So therefore, we believe that we really did pull off this separation from God that Kim was talking about, which creates our essential guilt. And interestingly enough, in like the Passion of Christ, where you know Mel Gibson's movie, the focus uh-huh. was like this enormously long scene on the physical body and the pain. Um, and it's uh, very interesting because in the course Jesus says, you know, you're you worship my death, but you um, you you uh, you're wearing the symbol of my death, but you're like forgetting the fact that I got up from there, right? Th- three days later, I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I just went. I just walked out of here. You know. I know it's really funny. I'm so, not part of this. You know. Yeah, it's true. You know what we're gonna do? Um, we did get a letter from uh, Tom Miller, and uh, Tom would like. Um, he is area code two one four, and uh, okay. so while I'm waiting for the, the the others to let us know who they are, we don't have to actually have them, but you know if they email me, I'll give us some time. So let's take a, a little bit and talk to Tom on uh, area code two one four. If you see that, Oliver. Okay, hold here. Okay, uh, hold on one second. Uh, let me yeah, it's okay. See. I mean, people I can, there, can, no people there privating me right now like crazy. Oh, so just, good. Okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like. You're asking me to multitask. Do not. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. You just have, kidding. While you're looking for him, if you see one that privated you, definitely bring him on. We'll get Tom for sure. No, no, no. We got Tom right here. Tom, are you here with us? Yes, I am. Good evening. Well, there you Hi, go. Tom. Oh, my God. <laughs> about that? Good job, Oliver. I know. I hit the right button. That's good. <laughs> you, you we're, doing good. we're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Tom, thank you. I got your chart. We got um, you're a you're a Scorpio sun. Uh, you just did you just have a birthday? You did. Happy belated on October thirtieth. Last Sunday um, night. Yeah. yeah, and you're a Libra moon, and you are a Gemini mm. rising. And what brings you to call the show? 
Well, it was an interesting conversation tonight because I have Neptune and Mars at six degrees in my fifth house in Scorpio. Yes, you do. And I've I've spent a life messed up in the <laughs> culture of what you've been discussing tonight. Yes, no doubt. And your son's there at six too. Is it not? Isn't that a, so what does that mean? What does the Sun and Mars and Neptune on the sixth degree in Scorpio in the fifth house, what am I? What? Oh, my God. Well, okay, let me just tell you this. Whenever the Sun and Neptune are together, there is an opening. It's like you become an open book, a sponge, a spiritual quester. And the fact that it's in Scorpio, and Scorpio is the sign that goes inward and looks deep to find the solution to everything, there's a part of you that was made very susceptible to the beliefs of others and the and and the fears of others add mars in there and we have the component of fear and we have the component of um somebody who also could heal could i mean you could reach in somebody and and touch them now you have this libra moon which made all that seem very terrifying but a lot of this was you being an open book a sponge to the ideologies around you and to the healing around you like what i think you yeah, your mom in the, in this chart, it suggests that your mom was somebody in a lot of pain or um, maybe who – a lot of times Pisces at the top of the chart, the mother is ill a lot or somehow weaker. And so the child with this kind of placement ends up holding for that mom, ends up taking on their pain. And so in a way, Thomas, you were like the person holding this, the spot of maturity, of of sanity. And you were supposed to keep it you, – you had to take care of yourself in the meantime, but you had to hold the space for everybody else. That's a lot of this duty. Now, on the positive as an adult, even though that's not negative at all, but as an adult, as you mature, you become somebody who um, is filled with a ton of creative gifts. You have, a, you have a vision. You have a wisdom that goes below the surface. When, you're, when you don't analyze it, when you trust it, when you take those leaps of faith, you have an incredible – uh, creative mind, uh, an imagination. Uh, I don't know how you're using it. You, that that Libra moon might get freaked out by the amount of f- imagery that you are flooded with. You make you would make an incredible filmmaker. Uh, you'd make an incredible um, a musician, uh, music. Any of the alternative um, things that sort of stimulate that soul in that way is is a lot of what you're good at doing. Uh, the thing is uh, coming confronting the fear, the fear that. Um, you know, being able to separate what is your fear and what is the fear of everybody else around you. Does any of that make sense? It makes total sense. And I'll tell you what, I know there are a lot of people that would love to have this same opportunity with you. When you look at Jupiter over in my 11th and Saturn in the 5th, what, what do you see for the next 12 to 18 months? Okay, so what we have is Jupiter, like you said, in the 11th, but it's opposing everything. So there's a gateway, there's an opening, there's a there's a, a possibility of a group and an ideology that you could belong to, uh, that is that is calling you. It could be um, some um, something that a group that you might want to start, or some ideology that you grab onto, like a Course in Miracles kind of thing. It would be like, like that. Like this one, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it's sort of pulling you out, and it looks like it's something you could really hold on to. And then as it crosses your ascendant, I think what we're going to see is this um, 
part of you that can now express it, that, that is going to feel like that Gemini has a voice. So I really love the cycle for you. It's very opening. There's a, there's a big open thing coming. Saturn is going to hit your moon. There might be a period there where you have to get your boundaries really in order. You might feel that you're isolated and not understood. That's not uncommon for you. But it is going to bring you boundaries. And God knows someone with your setup needs them. Just to be able to say, no, not now. This, isn't, this will not help me. And I, I wish I could help you, but no, that kind of thing, that's coming over the next year and to have this Saturn inner Scorpio and sort of gives you the strength. I got my first book when Saturn said no, and the only way I could do that, when Saturn hit my son, the only way I could do that was when, is by saying no. Oliver, do you have some, something you want to Yeah, consider? absolutely. I just quickly want to just add to whatever it is that you, what, what it is that you guys are talking about, which is just really, um, quite amazing. And Tom, what I'm picking up here is that, you know, like the over analyzing of mind, which is uh, what we all do, which is really a lot of fun sometimes, but it's almost like playing with a ball of yarn. You know, the more we play with it, it gets more entangled, you know, where, you know, it, you know, it can, it can, it can lead to more questions and then more questions and then more questions. But, you know, at the opposite end, you have lot, sort of, you know, you have the queen of cups because I love, you know, sometimes turning a few, um, cards and people and you have the queen of cups you know holding your her arm around you going hmm hey baby and um and it's sort of in the sense of going you know what's below so above which tells me that you not only are you an incredible uh manifester in what it is that you want in life if you can sort of get out of your mind just want to like just a little bit you know the meditation part of it but what it is that you're seeking to actually manifest or bring about in your life can really come about really naturally um seriously this just the way that i'm looking at it right now and um he can trust is what you're saying like he could just you can you can trust you can trust and you can jump in you can do whatever you want because what it is um also what what i'm getting here is that you would be very good at 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 working with if you're not already are working with people but assisting people because i really sense that part of your your purpose here may be and that is if you want to just embrace that is to 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 be of assistance to other people to find maybe their 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 path or you know also sometimes she's like it's that healing part of you you have a really healing quality to you that you can also bring about he does that absolutely he does that naturally and i think just keeping him in that flow of knowing that then he can say no consciously Mm -hmm. because it's not good for him thomas does that help you It helps tremendously. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're very so much. sweet. Thank you so much for calling. You have a wonderful time. Keep us posted on your progress. We can help in any way. Let us know. Well, thanks for the conversation. Absolutely. Thank you. Sorry about that. Getting, no worries. Um, Mark, we have a uh, area code seven six three on the Perfect. Air I was going to ask yeah. you for that one. That's I good. know. Well, see, I'm psychic, right? You are. Hey, Trish. <laughs> Hi. Hey, happy birthday. It's well coming up soon. How are you? I'm doing okay. What Hi. Now, I have you down as a Scorpio, a Virgo rising, a Cancer moon, a sweetheart, we say. Um, what brings you to call, hon? Um, I am just wondering here is, am I ever going to be satisfied with my career? A Gemini at the top of the chart? Can I just say no? Probably not, and it's okay. I mean, you're just too you're you're bouncy. You're 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 somebody that's always in a constant state of being interested, and so landing on one is probably not going to do it for you. But I can tell you this: 
because you're a Scorpio and because this cycle is bringing you in, Saturn's going to enter Scorpio, you are going to hone in on something that you are going to be passionate about. And it's going to be really important that you keep it to be one of many. But yeah, you are going to find joy. Whether or not, it, like it, the whole career thing, I'm not sure, but it, you will have a component that gives you a ton of happiness. The reason I say no to Gemini on the Midheaven is it's just you're too smart. You, you get bored really easy and you're gifted at what you do. Um, it's just that you want to be able to um, have several things that you can fall in love with so that it accounts for the boredom factor. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, but I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm doing. <laughs> It just seems like I'm never satisfied, so it's just constantly, oh, you know, I'm trying to go out to be a clinical lab technician. What should I do after that? What should I do after that? Oh, my yeah. God, more school. I can't handle work in school. I can't. I just want to stop. Uh, well, you know, sweetheart, a lot of the problem is that you have an, a judgment on it. I mean, some of it is like the reason that I think you jump like that, jump around like that is it's a quest for something that you feel that you're not getting in the current place. The fulfillment doesn't come from that job. So what I'm thinking is grab something that in that moment fulfills you that's not about the job. You could do anything. You could scrub toilets, but you start having that component inside of you that understands that you are um, that you can be happy doing this. Or you can, you know, you're you're such a giver. You're such a caretaker. Have many things in your life going on, and don't summarize them so deeply, so profoundly, black and white, into an area of like this is it or this isn't it. Try to lighten up a little bit on the picture. But in the moment, your happiness day to day, you like you got through on the line. We're talking. Your birthday's coming up. Those moments, we celebrate. We get happy. But quit thinking that that happiness is defined by having this identity called a job. It will help you tremendously to change your thinking about that for real. Oliver, let's see if you have a take for Trish. Well, again, I just – seriously, Mark, you're, you are – how many, how many plants in, in Scorpio do you have? Like like 600? Like, yeah, I do. I have a lot. Okay, you're so psychic yourself because basically what I'm turning – what I'm looking into here for you, Trish, is that it's all – it is about finding balance in the work area that you're doing. But I really believe that you're about to really do that. And I'm giving you another three weeks to really get clear on where you want to go when it comes to career and all that and where you want to nice. go. It's going to be really balanced. But one what I find more more important here for you, Trish, and, and I think that you're going to see that is that once you get once you decide what to do, you're also going to have to ask yourself, what do I need to bring with me on the future path that I'm traveling? And you're going to look back and you're going to say, this works for me, so I'm going to bring that with me, but this does not, so I'm going to let that go. So you're about to cut quite a few cords, which is incredible because. What's happening here is that you're really going to be able to really rebuild your life and take it in the direction that you really want to go. And once you get started on one route, you're going to also do the, 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 the relationship area, the health area, and then you're really going to do the spiritual area, and then you're going to do the money area. But it's almost like coming all together. So um, the, the sort of the, the desert you've been traveling part, like through up until now, it's going to be done. Like I believe within the next three weeks. That's just my hit for you, and um, it's going to be. Oliver, really, that's it's awesome. It's going to be really great. I have to underscore that it is awesome because Saturn's going to go um, when Saturn enters her sign, which is going to be at the fall. Oh, um, Elizabeth, 
to you listening in, Saturn goes into Scorpio in October of 2012. But as it nears that point, you're going to start getting more and more grounded. And it's going to be okay, Trish. You're going to actually feel the security that Oliver's talking about. And in three weeks, look for that omen he's talking to you about. Because that's the stuff that really will matter most. You're going to be good. Birthday times are really crazy. You can. That's why any holiday where they give us a candle, they're telling us, beware. <laughs> so you've got to hang in there and, and really have that trust that this isn't going to be a forever thing. You will know satisfaction. Just take a lot of the pressure off yourself if you would during this time. And very happy birthday to you, Trish. I hope we could help. Happy birthday, that. Trish. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yes. it does make a lot of sense. And it, I think it is finally coming together. Yay! We're rooting for you. You know, it's like when everybody joins on this stuff changing, it really changes. So post it. Let us know. We'll root for you. We'll continue it. I promise. I'm just rolling with it. Thank you, and have a great day, okay? Thanks, Trish. You too, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you. Oliver, you have either 512 or 216 or any of those? I have 512. Let's do it. Of course I do. Yeah. Hey, area code 512. Yay! Hey, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so I much for crying. your patience. I was crying. Oh, see, you're good. Those Aries people, they yeah. have connections. They do. And you're an Aries and you have a Virgo moon and a Cancer rising. Now, notice, Oliver, this theme coming in. A lot of Virgo and Cancer tonight. I mean, it just, and it's an Aries moon in the sky. So she's actually really tuned into the cycle. But it is interesting to see the themes. Hey, Becky, how are you? What brings you to call the show? Oh, you are most awesome. I just love you, and I love your picture for your your show. Like, so he is just cute. so cute. Oh, well, just to trust Photoshop. Too, I've heard you once with the prayer thing. You guys are awesome. But I know. He, he knocks for it me, over. I'd love to know what's going on, because it feels like months of, like, what is it, the night of the dark soul or whatever. Oh, <laughs> dark night of the soul? It's just that. Yes, but way longer, and I argue yeah, more with more than myself. a night, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Should I relax? Should I be out there doing, doing, doing? Neighbor uh, killed herself below me. Another friend is, like, dealing with dementia or whatever, and I'm just, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let me tell you a couple things really quick, then we'll let Oliver go for it. The, um... It is going to be a little while longer. What you have, you were born with this Moon-Pluto thing together, and it makes you very able to see below the surface of everything. It just comes to you. And Mars is going to hit oh. that point. I know. And so what it's doing, though, what it, and you've done it your whole life. The thing that we have to do, and I, this is the best thing for people like this, it's like you were born with a Scorpio moon. Like I have a Scorpio moon. I know how to live with it. The way you live with it is you separate. Like you don't identify with with it. Treat it as another part of you that sees below the surface that way. You have an incredible mind. And uh, you, oh, it's, it's amazing, Becky. And what's going on right now is it's being activated to, to ask you to release a lot of like the old wounds, a lot of the old um, beliefs. And because it's in Virgo, it can attack you. It can go after you and the flaw in you or this in you. And you want to be sure to keep an eye on that part. You do not want to get self-critical during this time. You want to be, you want to be um, open. Keep your heart open. Treat yourself as if you're caring for a child within you. Uranus is hitting your Jupiter at the top of your chart. There is wisdom, faith, 
amazing spirituality cracking open at the speed of light for you. And it's going to affect your business. It's going to bring you into, I think, a new kind of career. And I think it's going to be soon. Wow. And what's going on on the career front? Oh, I have spoke to you before. I work for the state. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, meaning what? You're stuck no. forever? No. <laughs> well, I know. And I'm also a single mother. So, yeah, it's been the toss-up of visions of walking out and saying, I am so done. Yes. But, you know. Now, Becky, listen, when that may happen, but it will only happen when it's time. And you will have a point where your soul goes, okay, I know I'm done. And that cycle is very close by. It could be. Either you'll change completely and stay or get a different position, or something will ignite in you and you'll be so ready. Let's see what Oliver has to say for you, sweetheart. Well, okay, <clears throat> because um, just because, uh, Mark, he was so gracious to say that you're an Aries, yay, then I don't have to do the hard work. Uh, <laughs> but what I want to let you know, um, Becky, is that, you know, yes, it's true, you know, we can choose, you know, to take the bumpy road to where we need to go. We can also take the smooth road. And you're like in the in, in between now where you're like, seriously, I've done the bumpy road, okay? It it's kind of you know like like it, it you know like seriously you have to bring a packet like a bottle of Advil going down the bumpy road because it gives you a headache, but you're like you're going down the smooth road now and you're like really where you need to be in the sense in the sense of like you sort of like released yourself from whatever it is that's holding on like any ideas or beliefs on where you need to go. So the good news is and I'm, and, and I'm getting this as a time frame your birthday month. Um, once we get to that place uh, next year, which is early spring. It's really going to be the month where you're going to see that those doors that you no longer want to have open, they're going to close and new doors are going to open to you because I really believe that you're going to get the offer really to move forward, not not only financially, but I'm not even sure if you're dating right now, but I just sense romance yeah. around you. And I got to tell you that, that I see romance around you and I get a really like, like I get water energy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like emotional and it's deep but you know on top of that it's all it, it goes beyond romance it goes beyond um anything that you're doing right now to the point where you can actually see you being given an offer to move forward also in your career which i really like because um the whole idea about closing doors and moving forward into new opportunities really often lies within um work related up um uh, things that are going on in your life and that's what i sense that that you're 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 done with that old way of doing things and i really see that you've caught the strings to that as well so um no more bumby ride you know no more advils you're taking the smooth road now, <laughs> right, yeah. right now and you you you're getting at the you're getting to the point and you're getting to the core of it all you're getting to where you really want to be and where you need to be not necessarily that you need to be but where you really wish to be a desire in your heart and it in, it involves career that you love but i do sense romance around you i'm i, I Seriously, I just right on that because I think it, you told her around her birthday, and around her birthday mm -hmm. is when Mars goes direct right back oh. over her um, moon and that Pluto. So you are right on with the timing. And so, can you hang in there till then? Back. Yeah. Could I ask another quickie? Yes. About, is it okay to just like kind of flow with how bizarro things are going? Flow. <laughs> we don't be believe in going like... with the flow around here. Are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> 
No, you got to like bite the bullet. No, of course you have to flow. Otherwise, you're going to try to guess, second guess this Uranian energy and you can't. So I want you to picture yourself in the, in the life raft. You're floating. It's a beautiful thing. And the water's just taking care of you. Don't worry where you're headed. It's fine. Oh, yes. Okay. And your moon wants to make sense out of it. Really try, try, try to just let go and, and not worry. Everything's going to flow. The way exactly we talked about it, and Oliver nailed the timing without even looking at the chart, but Mars is going to be back there in April, and it's going to activate everything. So just flow. Can you do that? Yes. I have permission now. Yay. And if you get stuck (laughs) and need more permission, just tag it. Yeah, you'll take some romance, but, you you know, then you got to kick them to the duplex when you're done because that Virgo moon needs a little time alone more than most. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, big hugs to you, Becky. Let us know, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Oliver, do you think we'll get in bad trouble if we blow off the break? I don't know. I could really need a pee break. Oh, did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. If you'll get the person on the line with me you go take your break. It's true. <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe I said that. Okay, sir. Seriously, seriously. Thank God this is internet radio. Okay. Uh. So do you have 216 or 765? Hold on one second. I Yes, I do have 216 right okay. here. Bring her on and you go take your break and I'll just... Okay. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you. Hello? Kathy? Yeah, this is Kathy. Hi. Mark. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. um, Thank you for taking my call. You bet. You were patient. You did everything good. You're a cancer. You got an Aquarius moon and Leo rising. What the heck's going on with you? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're calling. (laughs) Do you have a specific issue you want me to do general? Well, um... Kind of specific. I um, I kind of know where my purpose is, and but I'm just not sure what direction to go right now. Um, like where to put my focus. I feel like I'm really scattered. I've got so many irons in the fire, and I'm not sure which direction to go. And yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. You just had Mars cross your ascendant, so you're kind of feeling a lot of energy and no direction for it. I definitely understand that. The most important thing that I think is happening here, Kathy, is going to happen in 2012 when Jupiter hits the top of your chart. It's in Taurus. It basically telling us now, are you doing anything? I'd love to know what you do. What's your focus for a living? Well, right now I'm, I'm doing. I do stand up comedy and performing <gasps> for my first. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You do? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. I wanted to hear because I was going to say you're doing something in front of a group and you should be. But when Jupiter hits that, it's going to multiply. Do you remember anything about, two, um, let's see, what uh, 2000 at all, the year 2000 for your career? What was going on then? Uh, we had just moved and I kind of started getting more into doing comedy. I love it. I love that you do comedy. That is a hoot. Um, that, and you're so good at it. I swear. This chart. Cancers are the lunar, the lunar ticks, right? Of the zodiac. So now you have Jupiter sitting at the very top of your chart. It's just right now feeling a little stagnant because Neptune's coming off your moon. The sun's at the lowest part of your chart. Every year, this time of year should be a little bit of a drag for you. I would imagine that you get a little personal and internal during the fall winter season, just for, you know, a few days, even if not a month. Do you notice yourself kind of coming in a little bit? Yeah, my son died at the end of October, and it kind of always comes 
Go ahead, right around there. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And I'm so sorry, Kathy. That's not a fun thing to, uh, that's to say the least. Anyway, my deepest condolences to you about that. I'm so sorry. Um, so here's the thing. Jupiter's near the top of your chart. What you get to do this next few months, just the, just three or four months, glide like the advice we've been giving out. Glide. This full moon coming up, um, it's actually the 10th, uh, which I've, believe is a Thursday the 10th that full moon is going to fall at the very top of your chart again there's going to be another opening occurring you're going to get you're going to have that renewal again and I it's just going to keep doing that until we hit a big crescendo and I think the crescendo is going to hit around April or May of next year and it's like it's really big and I think um after that, it goes into Gemini on your Mercury. Then it goes into Cancer. Then it goes, oh, you have four planets in Cancer. And then it goes into Leo, and then it crosses your Ascendant, and it just keeps going. This is like a one, two, three, four, five-year cycle for you of nonstop opening. And this is the this is the only calm you're going to get before that hits. So can you just breathe through this one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can breathe, I think. Yeah, breathe. Take, take your time. Enjoy the holiday. Things are going to pick up, and they're going to pick up really rapidly. You've been through a lot, sweetheart. You have. I mean, it's just it's Neptune on the moon makes everything seem confusing. What was my? Where was I? What am I doing? All those things. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, you can just ride. And now Jupiter approaches the top of your chart. Success, recognition, all the things you really want that make you feel secure are coming. So if you can just stop the worry... I know that's like telling, you know, telling anyone not to breathe when you tell a cancer, don't worry. But if you can just, if you can really get a grip on the worry and just go, that's just me, you know, uh, distracting myself for the, for the time when this is going to leap. So if you would, if I were you, I'd get ready for my leap. I really would. I'd prepare as if what I was saying was the gospel truth. And I'd get, I'd get on my diet or do whatever I felt that I needed to do. If I was going to be in a large group of people, I would go for it and, and give myself this six-month period of time before it really launches because it's going to launch. Does that help you? Good. Yes, very much. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you so much, Kathy. Post it on Facebook, girl. Let us know how you're doing, okay? I will. Thank you so much. Good luck on your career. I love comedians. You got to let us know when you got a gig going. Post it. You know, these people listening, they couldn't be more loving and lovely. Right. The, the people that listen well, to the well, show well, are like. To a... well, really? Oh, good. She has? Oh, we'll post them up yeah. there on Facebook. I love to share the, the exposure. I really do. Okay, okay, All my right, dear. Okay, All honey. Right, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Oliver, you back. <laughs> Yes, Better I'm be. Back. That was a long break. Um, <laughs> wow. I was like, I still be peeing over Hello. there. <laughs> now, do you have a seven five? <laughs> it's like I got a big bladder. What do you want? Uh, seven six five. Uh, no, I do not. Okay. That's okay. Just grab somebody. We'll bring them in. We'll talk. L- well, let's talk to area code five oh nine. It's a deal. Hello, area code. Hello? Yes, I, hello. There you are. Hey. Hi, Mark. <laughs> What's your first name? It's Mahida. Okay, I, it's terrible connection. Mahida? Nahide, yes. Nah, Nahide. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha. I, I actually am looking at your email. Nahide. Okay, I love, thank you. I, I love yeah. both your radio shows. I love the guests and the topics. Uh, You're fabulous. 
Look at that. See, you're never leaving. You better hang on for a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bask in this one for a minute. Now, I'm trying to get, I want to get your, um, I know I had that wheel. Okay, maybe I don't. Oliver, if you want to pull a couple cards for her, I'm going to run her chart, okay? Okay, Nahida. Nahida, okay. tell us an issue that you want us to focus on in what area, and I'll have your chart here in just moments. Oh, the topic. Well, I guess health, health and romance. Um, I've had the toughest year this past year with my health. Um, and at this age, I didn't expect to uh, have this experience. And um, obviously, that impacted my personal life as well. So um, anything related to um, my health and romance, I'm looking for a, a ship Shift, I guess. Uh, <laughs> a ship, a ship, a ship to take you to the next level. Okay, well, Nahida, Nahida, um, what I'm really picking up on here is that all the compromises that you've had to make, um, both with your health and what you say it has an impact, it had an impact on you also your romance life. That's like, that's a chapter that's done. It's over. It's almost like, like you're getting ready to write the new chapter. It's, it's, um, it's the whole cycle of the great arcana. If you look and you get to the last card, which is the universe, right? Where we say, okay, we've gone through this cycle. Let's just put it aside. Let's get on to the new one, which you're actually starting out with, um, a lot of emotional happy energy, which for me, tells me that you're looking at a nine month um did I say nine month? I actually was gonna say nine weeks, but let's get go with the nine months since I said that. From now on over the next nine months you'll see that your your life is really shifting quite dramatically to a place where you're going to be able to bring a lot of things into your life where you can actually start celebrating what it is that you want to do in life, both bringing a new partner, be feel more healthy and sort of, I, I mean, it's almost like seeing you like an athletic person um, being very vitalized and energized um, moving forward. But more importantly, I really sense that you're about to, if you can imagine the last period where it was like kind of dull and it was kind of, you know, like, ugh. you know, imagine the opposite of that. That's what's coming your way um, over the next uh, nine months time. I was going to say, I don't know why there, there's, there's definitely something going on with you in the next nine weeks because, um, which is really heartwarming. Hmm. Um, but, but, it, but yeah, because you, but, That's good. yeah, but it keeps coming in. It's like the, the both of them, you know, they won't leave me. So that's what I want to let you know, but definitely your, um, whatever, Seriously, because I see that you've done a lot of compromising. It's almost like, uh, really? I had to do this? Oh my God. Okay. Whatever. And it's done. So you, you, you're closing that chapter and you're moving into a brand new period in your time where, ooh, I like it. It's warm. It's heart warm. It's heartwarming. And, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> Seriously, that's my vocabulary. That's so fantastic. <laughs> I really appreciate it, Oliver. That's wonderful do, news. Do you know what time you. you were born? Oh, yes. Uh, 7 uh, p.m., 7.00 p.m. Okay, perfect. Sorry, I forgot to write that. That's okay. That's okay. I got you down. You're a Cancer rising. You have Saturn in Cancer right there, and you have the Moon in Cancer right there. So what we know is you came in prepared for work. You came in. You're stoic. You can get anything you want done. You have a tremendous amount of creativity brewing inside of you. I It blows my mind that you have one, two, three, four, five planets in Sagittarius in the fifth house. A lot of fifth house people tonight. It's really remarkable to see. Now, do you have children at all? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. Do you have a desire for kids or is this more about your creative urges? A lot I of people do, with... absolutely. Yeah, I hear the clock ticking. <laughs> you hear that clock ticking. Okay, good. <laughs> 
you know, I'm, I, I'm 36, going on 37. <laughs> okay, so you okay, so you're ready for children. This is like this is one of those prime times for you. I have to tell you that. But more than that, I think what we're seeing here is, and I'm running this um, while I'm talking to you. My fingers are quickly bringing in uh, the current transits because I want to see if there's a. Um, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly what I thought. We're seeing it the, again. These people, this amazing changes in the career house. I mean, first of all, a couple questions just to clear things up. What is anything going on with your mom? Anything going on with mom and you? Um, no, but I, I I've always had a fabulous relationship with my mom. She's my best friend. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pisces you, at really. the top. Well, okay, because the tenth house is your career house, and it's also the mom. With Uranus there, it says like we're going to we're changing things up a little bit. You're going to change career. You're going to change what your interests are. You get antsy during these times. It's it's suggesting that your mind is on overload. It's just singing out ideas. Are you finding that your mind is developing a mind of its own? Oh, absolutely. It always has been that way. But since um, I've had a lot of time to think in the last year, um, taking some time off uh, as medical leave, I, my mind has been on overdrive and extra overdrive. Actually, yeah. Pluto is in your sixth house of health, and I think the health issues are allowing you to go in there and deal. You know what's interesting? And I'm going to say something a little off the wall. A lot of what you've done for your mom is you, in your relationship with her, is you, you, you've been like the healer. And I don't know if you relate to that or not, but you've been her source of inspiration. If she ever got depressed, you would, you would take that on and pull it. It's so fascinating. You have the very similar chart to Tom who called earlier with the sun, Neptune and Mars all very close together in the fifth house ruler, the mom and Pisces. So there's a part of you that has learned healing and taking people on and very psychic. And so during this. Absolutely. You're right on. My mom is a cancer survivor of six years now. Look at that. And and let me tell you, your role in that is no small feat. You are completely devoted in that way, but you're gifted in the fact that you helped her. You were the light for her. And you you don't mind doing it. It's natural to you. I just have to add this in. You now want to do the same thing for you. The healing, the illness. That Why do you think it shows up that way? Your, your mom had to go through her version of healing and you were there for her you helped her you're doing it you got to do the same for you it pulls your attention in the same kind of healing and the way that she survived and the way she got out and the miracle of that it's a snap for you to do to yourself and that's just what this is about because what's going to happen is once this is what you're through this cycle for yourself jupiter is in perfect a readiness to go right into your career house right into your it's not career it's uh the the sharing it with the world house the and then it hits your moon and your rising and your sun so what we're going to see is you're learning whatever classroom of life is bringing you right now you're going to heal this you're going to decide to heal it and you're going to take that skill to the world and i really think this is one of the things we're doing does that make sense oh yeah absolutely yeah, I'm great. so looking forward to it. It's a really, really wonderful thing, and just put your attention on the healer, the healer part of you. Just identify with it. That's what your mom gave you the gift of, and that's what you have for yourself. Just bring it in, bring it home, and it really is amazing things coming. Saturn in this cycle right now is asking you to do what it's been asking everyone to do: get your boundaries together, get your identity together, say no to anything that distracts you from taking care of yourself during the cycle, and then you're gonna pop. It's gonna be amazing. Are you good? Oh, wonderful. Anything wonderful. related to romance in my chart? You know, romance for you is like you love romance, you love the idea of it. I know you do. I see it. You 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 
but everyone that comes in your life, you just heal them. You just take care of them. And it's like, and I, I do see it's got to be a relationship pragmatic. Capricorn rules your seventh house. You've got to get practical. You've got to have somebody who's willing to work, hold the fort down. So you can raise these children that you're going to have. And it's like, so romance is awesome. You live in a state of romance. But really what happens is it, it quickly goes away in lieu of practicality. You're such a giver. You, I mean, seriously, I, when I see you in romance, I almost say, stay away because you're going to merge. But actually, I want you to have, I want you to be in love. I want you to be in love the way you want to be in love. But you really will bring somebody in who is, um, uh, can take care of you and can take care of the brood. Now that time is absolutely coming. I think Oliver said nine months. Uh, we're, we're actually seeing it. He's absolutely right on again because this is when Jupiter goes direct at the very part of spring around that time. And it's going to trine that fifth house of yours for romance. So yeah, it's going to be somebody that was either you're working with or somebody in a class that you took or something, but you're, there's somebody close by, no doubt. Will you Thank let us know? Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. You're both wonderful. You're you're more Thank wonderful. Thank you. But and I'm more wonderful than Oliver, right? No, just tease, <laughs> tease. I have to tease him every now and then. Thank you, sweetheart. Call us again. Let us know how you play. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Why do I have to pick on you, Oliver? I don't know. Well, you just always have to, you know. And I keep coming back for more. That's us. It's more about me, you know. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> do you see me? Yeah. Yeah. I do. <laughs> So anybody you want to bring on, Oliver, bring him on. Okay, so I want to bring on Erico 213. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. So I'm going to grab your, wait a minute, we might have it right here, I think. Oh, isn't that amazing? Oh, no, 213, but it sounds familiar. Can I get your, uh, and that's all of them that we'll need to, can, is, uh, can I get your first name? Sorry about that. It's Marie. Marie and Marie, what's your date of birth? It's ten eight fifty three at six thirty five in the morning. Listen to your soft voice. I could go to sleep <laughs> on that in a sweet six thirty five. No, not in a bad way. Like, oh, nice. I want that. Oh, on okay. I was going to say, is that a good thing or? <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> six thirty five a.m. And where were you born, sweetheart? Uh, New Orleans. I'm so used to drama and hype around me. When I hear a voice like yours, I'm like, oh. Home. Okay, New Orleans. Um, New Orleans. Gosh. Are you still there? Where are you now? I'm in Los Angeles now. Wow, you gave up one L.A. for the other, huh? No, just teasing. I That's got right. it. No, I love I'll it. You're doing <laughs> okay, so you're a Libra, a Libra moon, a Libra rising, a Neptune in Libra, yes. a Saturn in Libra. Yes. Dear God. Marie? Yeah. You're supposed to have balance with that kind of Libra. Okay. Oh, my God. Mars and Venus in Virgo, and then you have wow. There's nothing else to say. You're a Libra with some Virgo. <laughs> what what brings you to call the show, sweetheart? Well, I just realized that I, I was watching that DVD, Tapping the Source, and I realized that suddenly I have blamed everyone else in my family for my not being happy. Oh, and you know, it's a you know, you always think that. You, I, I will be happy when they are happy in their lives and stuff. And it's like that really is not true. Yeah, you can be happy right now. And <sighs> so, my biggest quest has been: what are my gifts? Where do I focus? 
what is it for me? Um, that realization of my happiness begins with me and not with anyone else was a mind blower. Mm-hmm. But in listening to both of you, and I have listened to you both, you know, Oliver on the Oliver Show and Mark on Hay House, and, uh-uh. you know, it's just wonderful that you guys give up your time to guide us or give us some some awareness so that we'll know which way to go and which way not to go. And, <laughs> okay, uh, that's that, you're just showing your gift right there. That's just yeah. The, I mean, what you're doing is Saturn sitting right on your Neptune right now is saying, please let me give form to the spiritual voice that I have inside of me. And what you have, Marie, is this amazing capacity to bring a, to see the gold in people. And that is what a Libra can do. That's the highest evolution of Libra is to see the good in people. And guess what happens when a Libra sees the good in people? The people get good. They bring it to you. Like I, I, I live with a Libra that he sees the good in everybody. I can't stand people. And I say, look what they do. And I show all the evidence of what happens, right? And all of a sudden it's like all these, these people become nice in the presence of that. Oliver has a Libra moon, a Libra rising. He can do the same thing. Your thing now is to take this gift of being able to see that golden people and you're giving it a voice. And that is truly what you're doing. Jupiter is validating it right now in the seventh house. You're, you're sort of grounding in this insight that you're learning about other people. Your happiness, nothing outside of you is your salvation. It's a great phrase from the Course in Miracles. You're absolutely correct. Your happiness is a shift in your brain, inside of you. It belongs there. And then as we see Jupiter and Taurus touching and helping Saturn develop the strength you have. It's going to enter into Gemini next year. You're going to have a Jupiter return. I think you're going to, I don't know, but you're sort of evangelical. I think you got to talk. I think you need to go on the circuit and like spread the word because you have something to give here. That's a, that your voice that I think, I hope that can happen. That's my take. Oliver, I'm going to let you go on that with her. No, uh, Marie, really what I'm looking at here is incredibly beautiful. And I think that no later than February of next year, um, because I'm being given the number two by whoever is from beyond <laughs> uh, what they're showing me. Um, because I was going to say two weeks, nah, two months. Mm-mm. And then I was giving um, the month of February. And I, I really believe that, you, you, you know, the whole purpose and of your life and also the way that you're going to embrace people that you're working with are people that are in need of being, you know, pulled up from that mud that they may have gotten stuck in, whether it's through addictions or whatever it is that they're going through. And, and But this is only the beginning for you, Marie, because this is almost like a new career. Um, that's going to really pull you further into what it is that you're meant to do your very own ministry. I mean, we can go into, you know, joining, a, uh, you, you know, your church, you can go in whatever, but this is your ministry. This is what you do. And you're going to bring these people up and you're going to actually, um, lend yourself as a healing voice to these people. So whatever Mark, he was just like, he hit it on the nail because what I'm, what I'm looking at here is for you is just embracing it but it's only the beginning it's almost like just scratching the surface and from there on i mean seriously the world is yours because um i don't see you staying just in one place to do this i see a lot of expansion it's almost like throwing a pebble into a pond and see the rings spread and that's mm-hmm. you and i see them spread across the world so i don't think it's just locally see it, i be, think yeah. that's right marie do is there any possibility of you doing something like what we're talking about I'm not doing it now. I'm looking for employment, but I, you know, just with that revelation, it's like, wow, the thing that I've been looking for, I've 
look way past it. And so Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, employment isn't far away. The The ruler of your 10th house is Cancer, which is um, when Saturn enters Scorpio, what we're going to see is that really you embedded solidly into a job that, that supports you and more importantly supports others because your jobs are unusual. They need to be. So mm-hmm. even if you end up not on the, the road to a microphone and auditoriums of people, which I would love to see, what will happen is – that just changing the mind of one person, that's the, the beauty in what you'll do. Cause you just, you know, that's what I said. I heard your voice and it's like you, you can tell there's a, there's a dear, dear, dear ability in there. Biggest, most important thing, keep you in the picture. Like when you need a break, you take a break. You shut the door for the world. Do not be that, the Neptune on the ascendant. It's like, come in and take advantage of me. I, I can do it. Of course, I'll, let me not eat and take care of you. Please, please, please. Put yourself in the picture so that job can find you, so that you can have a, a sense of boundary and identity that brings you um, that brings you the things you really desire. We are rooting for you. I hope you will leave us mm-hmm. a note on Facebook because you are a dear, dear soul. And um, we have to go, Marie. I'm hugging you, Thank you so much. in the biggest Thank way. You. Thank you so Thank much, you honey. Thank, Thank you, you. <laughs> sweet, sweet soul. So here's the thing. Everybody listening in, we got to wrap it up. But Oliver promised that he would do a affirmative prayer that would enhance and inspire each of your desires, whatever they are, wherever you want to be. So he's kind of like joining with you because that's a big course thing too. People can join on an ideology and an idea and have it happen. So if you would, take a minute, take a breath, bring in a desire that you have. And don't worry, like, uh, but but I have a bunch of them. Bring in the anything, just like... Ask the part of you that knows to just take care of that for you, even if you can't formulate it. And take a minute. We're going to let Oliver uh, guide us into uh, uh, the closing of the show. This is Mark Husson, you guys. I may not be back in time to say goodbye to you, but I'm here. I'm listening. I'm so happy to be a part of your reality. I'll be back with you Tuesday at Hay House Radio. Um, Thank you for listening in. Oliver, will you take us into our manifestation? Yeah, let's do it right now. Okay. So, um, again, um, this is... um Affirmative, affirmative prayer, and <clears throat> it's spoken in first, pers- uh, first person, present tense. And just hold in your heart what it is that you like to experience in your life, um, what it is that you like to see come about in your life, and where two or more are gathered, you know, we can really see shifts happen. So um, everyone in the chat room, everyone who's listening, just, um, just um, close your eyes, keep your thoughts. And just feel it, sense it, and be right where you need to be for this. And uh, I speak this word on behalf of everyone who's present here, right here, right now, in the chat room, listening in. Everyone who's out there. Every single beautiful soul out there. And what I know in this moment is that there's just one truth, one infinite life force that is everywhere present. It goes by many names. The universe, source, the Alpha Omega, the light. In this moment, I choose to call it God. And what I know is that God is all there is. God is the very loving energy that is manifesting itself through me. It always has, it always will. I know that God is the very creator of this universe, the stars, the planets, the very planet that I live on, planet Earth, 
the birds, the flying, the sky, the oceans, the forests, the seasons. And I also know that God is the very creator of who I am. I am a creation of God's eternal love and joy. And in this moment, I know that as God is manifesting itself through me, I am co-creating my life with God each and every day. And I know that God can only do for me what God can do through me. And as I know this, I know in this moment that all that I can possibly think of, all that I can possibly feel in my body, that I truly wish to experience to be mine, it is already mine. I am already now where I need to be. I am already now where I need to experience true, true happiness. Right here, right now, I speak the word and I know instantly, as God is the very yes factor in my life, that my dreams, my desires, they come about. I dive deep into where I need to be, where I want to be, where I desire to be. When it comes to relationships, I know that it falls easily. I know that I am love expressing, and as I am love expressing, I, I attract that into my life. Beautifully, wonderfully, and just the way that it should be attracted into my life, because I know that I feel satisfied and fulfilled in all that I do, even when I think about my career. My career opens up with ease, joy, and grace. I know exactly where to go, I know exactly where to be in order to feel and know that I am making an impact, an impact on this world. I'm living my heart's desires and I know that when I do that freely, all that has to do with finances in my life, they open up beautifully. Because I know that even with money, money is God in action. It's an energy that flows through me. And I allow it to just be around me, be in me. I'm an extension of it. And as I know this truth, and as I open up my heart even more, and as I allow God's energy to just permeate me with its eternal yes, I know that health is mine to behold. Every single cell in my body is just working beautifully. I am vitalized and energized in all that I do. I know exactly how to live and be and exist to have a healthy, beautiful life. Spiritually, I'm right now aligned with the source which I choose to call God at this moment. That light is right within me. I'm part of it. I am the microcosm within the macrocosm and I know that in each and every moment, knowing that I live my life in the most fulfilling way. I know that I am the voice that I choose to be. I have the courage to step forward and be all that I can be. I am more than that. I am the light of this universe expressing itself right here, right now. And as I know this truth, I know it embraces all and it embraces me. This truth I embrace in my heart with a grateful, grateful heart. And I know that as I release these words into the infinite one which is God I know that this is done I allow it to be done I know it is done it's done and therefore with peace in my heart joy in my soul 
go and I let God. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you.